following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language. It is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the 5-Minute Warning. Because you're not even a dad yet. I feel like you you shouldn't get to the point where you like are mentally like questioning your gifts. And then when you have little kids, like they do the cute things where they make gifts for you with art stuff and you got to act like it's the greatest thing. Oh my God, you put your handprint on a piece of canvas. This is the greatest thing ever. Realistically, you know, those are shitty, shitty ass gifts. Like, <laughs> you're so wrong. So <laughs> when, when you get the ugly ass tie and the socks, those are shitty gifts, but you got to be like, this is great. Thank you. everything and nothing at all that's everywhere you don't want to be it's Ruben Mo B and on the ones and twos AG the five minute warning good evening everyone and welcome to Another episode of Five Minute Warning. Once again, it's your boy Ruben Brown in the house, and of course, I got the usual suspects with me. Ag, what's happening, y'all? How you doing? Oh, oh. Yeah. By the way, before you get to Moby, Moby, just win, baby. Sixty-three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, and the funny part about that game is I didn't see a single play of it. Are you serious? I was, I was asleep Thursday. I was like, man, I, I didn't care about football at all Thursday, bro. Man, you, well, just as just as a feel-good game, it was pretty good. I mean, they started out with turnover after turnover after turnover. I mean, shit, maybe I need to sleep through all of them. You probably do. Just saying. And of course, Moby. <laughs> You gonna say hi to the people, man? I already spoke. I'm good. I mean, dang, wow, it's like that. That's cold blooded. It's cold blooded. You haven't learned well, these man. things yet. What? You haven't learned these things yet, sir. I mean, I'll be trying. You gotta give me at least the the, the the good old try, you know. But hey, it is what it is. Well, it's the last episode of 2023. And we got an interesting one for you. But then again, they're all interesting in some form or fashion. First thing I'd like to say is, AG, the family says hi. Thank you. I, I missed y'all, man. I did. I missed y'all today. I, yeah, you missed. It was It was something else, too. I bet it was. I bet a it vague, was. A vague, so, all right. So, of course, I went to my mom's side of the family first and my dad's side of the family second. And of course, you know, the whole family's there because, you know, all you got to do is call, f- say, food and black people come. You know, free food is especially black people just there. But then again, if you want to be real, if you say free food around the right people, anybody coming. It don't matter what color they are, you know, because they know people get people can cook. They get down with that. So statistically, that is true. I don't I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one of the craziest things, right? Is at my on my mom's side, we were at um, you know, where they grew up. And so mom hit me with some information today and was like, Yeah, they built this house when she was 10 years old. 
And I was like, Are you serious? Serious. So when she was 10, like a lot of things make sense because, you know, they, I mean, black family, you know, um, Pop purchased, called Pop, he purchased the land and stuff and built the house. So, of course, you know, growing up, when I went there to visit, you know, when I was younger, we didn't have necessarily things like AC, you know, we had storm doors, screen doors. So, you know, when it was hot, I mean, open up the windows and open up the door, screen doors, it is what it is, you know. Um, what the other thing we also didn't have was like a bathroom. And so maybe when I was like, I don't know, like 12, you know, they put a, a actual bathroom in the house. So, of course, you know, for the first, you know, as, as they say, the first decade of, of me living um, and going, you know, to the house, we had our house, bro. And we spend the night at three o'clock in the morning and you got to use the bathroom. You, you had to make some business decisions. But if you a kid, you can't hold your stuff. So you know what you had to do? Put on them shorts and shoes. And if it was cold and wet, you had to put on like a cat, a coat and stuff. And the, you know, the, the, um, the outside bathroom wasn't like five, you know, like five feet away. Oh, hell no. You know, because, you know, that funk can't come to the house. Man, that joint was like, I don't know, 50 feet away at three o'clock in the morning when, you know, you a little kid, right? And you know me, me and animals do not get along. So, of course, every animal in, in God's green earth wakes up when you walk out the door and you're hearing noises and then you got to go to our house. Ain't no electricity in our house in the wood cold and you're hoping that you know some some small animal don't bite you on the ass while you're taking a dump and so I appreciate the fact that they finally put a bathroom up in the piece but I say this say that with the, my dad's side of the family and yo man in both houses clearly back in the day I was small cause I looked like it, I was way too big to be in both houses because let's be real, I can't touch the ceiling in my house. But there was like, you know, I'm trying to figure out how some of my uncles who were like six, six three and six four moved around. Because I, I don't get it. But you know, we we really just talked about how small shit is now. But when you were when you were small, that shit looked huge and stuff. So you know. I, 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 we had some reflection on that today. And that I is always it. the case. That is always the yeah. case. Yeah, you ever walk in like your old elementary school or something? Oh, or middle school? And it's like, yo, this place look tiny as hell. Exactly. They had the hallways, the lockers. Oh, when hell I no. Was a kid, when I was a kid, I'm like, damn, that shit look huge. I mean, yeah, but I ain't never been back to my old schools. No? No point. Hell no. For what? I asked Lauren to marry me at our old school. That's where we met. Oh, that's cool. I walked in the. But I ain't walk- never going back to Warner Hill. <laughs> was it was it traumatizing? I mean, first of all, I don't remember most of it. 
Warner Hill, you was at the good school, man. I know that. Exactly. <laughs> we used to call, used to call Warner Hill the good school, bro. Yeah, but then once you once I got in like fourth grade, they said us Virginia Avenue. And then I spent a year in Peabody. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you're right. You're right. Warner Hill wasn't a good school. Shout out to mom and dad for living in a decent part of Petersburg. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, some some of us over there. AP. I'm sorry, it's not AP Hill anymore. Cool Spring Gardens. Is that what it's called now? Yeah, it's Cool Spring Gardens Elementary. It ain't AP Hill no more. I mean, oh yeah, wasn't he one of the Confederate dudes? Yeah, yes. yes. So they had to be like not playing the AP Hill. The house though that he owns right across the street from Jay Saj, his family. They yeah. still fly their Confederate flag and have all the AP Hill stuff outside. And I just be like, man, you know. Black people quick to like shoot each other up over scuffing up some pumas or some shit. And this nigga family right across the street from the hood with the AP Hill Confederate flag and that shit happened to that house. Well, because they real, I mean, I think those black people over there realize that those white people got guns too. Nah, that ain't what it is. They know the, pol- the police will burn Jay Sarge down if they go over there. <laughs> white people. Well, it's not Jay Sarge anymore. It's something else. Nah, Isn't man. It? That's just that shit. That's oh, no, it's John. No, no, it's John Tyler that changed their community college name yeah. to like some bullshit. That's well, all see, I'm you, I'm not talking about Jay Sarge community college. The apartment complex across the street from it is Jay Sarge. It's J-S-O-J. I forgot what it's James, south of, the, south of the James or something apartment complex, but they call it Jay Sarge. <laughs> Wow. I mean, but yeah, man, no, I just, you know, it's, 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 it's wild when you go back to part of places where you grew up and you realize, damn, I, I lived through all this. I ain't never bitching about nothing. Bro, I was a, man, <laughs> I said, I was a mansion when we were kids. Oh, God. Because actually, oh. I went, last time I was there when we had the summer thing last year. Yeah. I went to the bathroom. I was like, how did I even fit in here, bro? Man, and it was the we smallest were... toilet I've ever seen. I'm like, what in the world, <laughs> bro? It was like one, two, three. It was five of us around the table, man. It won't too much room left. No, back no. in days, it was just like the hell, like ah. But it was good, man. It was good, you know. That time the seeing family and all that, and you know. But yeah, man, they told me to hit you up and be like, "What's up? What's up, y'all?" Yeah. You know, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Um, so yeah, man, like shit's crazy. I mean, we got the Raiders dropping six three points on motherfuckers. You know, and the Cowboys showing me that they ain't real yet. I mean, I was I've gonna say that the next. whole season. I was like, because <laughs> I told Lawrence, uh, we, like when I got home, it's just like, man, it was so bad. What I say? They ain't played nobody. And it was like they played the Eagles. No, they ain't played the Eagles. They played the Eagles with like three all pros out on defense. They have not played anybody. Now they got the Dolphins and they got the San Francisco 49ers the last season of the game. I mean of the year. So if they win any of those games, maybe. But it, it shows me how reactionary the, the media is because four weeks ago, Dak Prescott was trash, which is not true. No. Yesterday, he was like gonna be the MVP if he wins this game. Yeah. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? He played like pure booty. And it's just like, let him let let the first of all, let the team continue the rise in which they're on, which is 
they've learned how to beat teams handily that they should beat. That's, I mean, that is the first step in winning, beating who you should beat. Okay, and I agree, and I always, always feel that way. So they made that step. Now, they got excited about beating the Eagles, but the Eagles weren't all there, and they haven't really been playing well all season. I appreciate the win, but I knew it wasn't real. Now, as, as bad as the Buffalo Bills has been, have been this year, they're dangerous and in every way. And it's just like, and y'all going to their place in the rain and cold, I want to, if you win this game, then I might think that you're real. And they went out there and got stomped. Now, I heard that a lot of their team was sick. However, it doesn't matter. It's like y'all went up there and got your rear end handed to you. You're not real. So we're going to see what you do when you go down to South Florida and play Miami. If you win that game, eh, okay. I mean, they already clinched the playoff spot, though. So. It doesn't matter. They're not real. I mean, I mean, I again, I appreciate the winning. I appreciate that. But what I'm saying to you is Dak Prescott for MVP, you, you, you're you high. Now, is he, playing very, is, he, is he playing very well? Absolutely. Because he was playing well when people were calling him trash. Man, the media don't know what quarterback to give MVP to. Like, they would talk about Brock Purdy being the MVP candidate. And I'm like, come on, player. Hey, man. Come on, man. Brock the, guy, Purdy. The, the guy does what he's supposed to do. He's better than Prescott right now, as far as I'm concerned. Always has been. I mean, so the crazy part was, like, you know, like, I they were talking about Dak for MVP this week, and I was just like, Dak ain't left Dallas in, like, what six weeks or some shit so it's like you know don't get it twisted they they beat they beat the people on their schedule at home but if you don't win the nfc east you're gonna be on the road again again and it's just i don't know like i watched part of the game and i was like this shit's sad and the bills are desperate and it's cold. It's cold. It's rainy. And the first thing I heard was, "Yeah, we lost to the Bills and the refs." How come every time Dallas loses, there's always the refs in there? Like I don't understand it. Like, but hey, you know this is not a shit on Dallas today. Um, I'll do it for you. I mean, <laughs> they're not That's real. Cold. They're That's not cold real. Blooded, and those facts, man, they're facts. They're not real. I not mean, yet. They're, they are ascending, but they are not real. And they also talked about this week how even though Antonio Peace, Pierce is 3-3 three three since he got a job, how they not going to get him the job. Absolutely. And I'm just like. Absolutely. ain't going to try that. I mean, come on, man. This, this is the second time they had a Brown interim coach. It's, it's no. And I mean, look, man, in all honesty, man, most interim coaches don't end up with the head coaching job. That's just what it is like yeah you're not and wrong guess, but there's some extra stuff here too so i'm just saying and i wonder if i wonder if 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 um uh well i can't think of his name now coach of the commanders i wonder if he's gonna resign tomorrow i heard I mean, uh, rivera was like somebody told me that somebody else said that he was done we we're talking about it at work oh, today well he's definitely not getting re- like his contract's up it's not getting redone. That's just what it is. But the question is... But is BNME going to be promoted, though? That's what I want to know. And that's why I'm kind of just like... I'm Partly, I'm kind of like, let's go ahead, give him the interim coach for the next three games. But then part of that is also like, 
man, if he becomes interim coach and he loses all three, he can forget it. I almost don't want to set him up. I would almost rather him they give it to the like. First go of ahead. all, him, him taking the job for the Commanders, he set himself up. I disagree. He took um, a la- he took a lateral move to a trash ass organization. He fucked himself. Well, and, and when he goes back to being an offensive coordinator somewhere else, I can't feel bad for the guy. Like you were offensive coordinator for Kansas City Chiefs, and I get it. You couldn't parlay that into a head coaching job. So your brilliant coaching move was to go to the Washington Commanders where they had no fucking quarterback, no fucking good organization, trash-ass roster. And then, yeah, that'll do it. Well, I got to prove prove that I'm a magician and I got to turn shit into sugar to get a head coaching job, man. Well, see, here's the thing, right? Like, I hear you, but I felt like he, for the most part, he has done what he was supposed to do. And what he was supposed to do is to get the commanders to score points. And he has done that. It is not his fault that the defense is just trash ass more than the offense. And, and, and I mean, when and, you. And, and since when has people graded black people in coaching positions fairly? Exactly. So, so I mean, once again, like. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah like, you might, from your logical eyes, you'd be like, hey, he's done a pretty good job. But all people are going to say is, oh, man. It was Andy Reid carrying him because, you know, he got away from Andy Reid. Now the offense is a good. It's like, right, you well, see the roster he had at Kansas how, City? How, however, you could say the other thing. Now that he's gone from Kansas City, their offense is kind of trash. No, nah, man, they can't do that because now they're talking about how terrible the receivers are. So, like, look, look, man. I mean, it's the same thing, but it's just focused differently. But I feel you. Yeah, because he's black. But, <laughs> but the receiver... But the receivers in Kansas City are kind of trash ass. So it's like, it, it's, it sucks both ways. My question, more or less, is going to be, if not him, who? Like, because... Oh, you can find a who, just as long I as mean, it's not him. And that's, and that's the problem. They'll find some hot white offensive coordinator that's been doing it somewhere else. And I mean, Lord knows... They don't, They'll call another one of McVeigh's friends because if you're oh, a friend of Sean McVeigh, you in there. Well, I like I like say can I can I say this? Thank you. I mean, look, I don't like to see people lose their job, but damn, talking about stretching your limit. I mean, the coach for or the former coach of the Chargers, bro, like he made the week thirteen of this year when, in the grand scheme of things, he probably should have been done. At the end of last year, yeah, he was a coach that needed to get fired. That was five hundred. Yeah, even when he was winning, people didn't want it. People wanted to get fired. He's still a five hundred record coach. He is twenty four and twenty four. Yeah, if I say, look, yeah, he got a better record than some coaches. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I mean, but the problem. This is why they killed him. Is he became too much into analytics? And all those fourth and hey man, oh my god, (laughs) take the three points, man. Like sometimes you got to take the three. It's okay. And it's not like you got the greatest running game ever. Like, don't get it twisted. I like Eckler. But you're not running up the gut with Eckler. And it's not like you got some 260-pound dude that's going to knock up off a defensive line out. And it's just like, bro, you know, you just can't. There are times where you just got to you gotta take the three. And he lost a lot of games. Because he didn't take a three. I mean, now, when, when does organizational responsibility come into play? 
Because, I mean, I get it. We want to pile on the coach. But, I mean, hasn't this been the San Diego Chargers MO for, like, the last 25 years? Well, no, because... They'll, 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 no, I'm sorry, 20 years. They'll get a good roster. I mean, hell, they had LT, Phillip Rivers, number one offense, like, three years in a row. And they could never do anything in the playoffs. And then we mad at this dude for blowing a big-ass lead in the playoffs. Like, bro, when does organizational responsibility come into well, play? But here's maybe, the thing. maybe the problem is the Chargers are the Chargers. Well, I'm not even talking about – I wasn't even talking about the playoff game. I was talking about, like, what the one the game against no, I, I get it. I get all the analytics and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, it's at like, the same time, the Chargers are the Chargers, baby. He basically just like, hey, look – this trash ass organization. I'm gonna roll the dice every time I get it, man. Every well, see, time I get it. And I, and some people will tell you the real mess up is when they fired Anthony Lynn because yeah, yeah. he had the Chargers moving up. He kind of did. And then it was like, and then it was just kind of like, nah, bro, we gonna go with this hot shot McVay dude. And yeah, and then they I mean, went. They thought they were gonna Tony Dungy him. That's what they thought. Yeah, and they didn't they, they thought they were going to do what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did with John Gruden, which is have Tony Dungy build an organization for you, build a roster, and swoop in and let the white guy get credit. And it failed. And, I mean, that's what John Gruden's one Super Bowl is. Fuck me. that guy. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> but, but yeah, right? And, it, and that's the crazy part. That's the crazy part. So it's like, you know, I mean, the crazy, the biggest part that I have to look forward to is where is Jim Harbaugh going? Because that's really what it is. It's the Jim Harbaugh sweepstakes because I really don't know who's not coaching now who is worth bringing back. But here's the thing. If Jim Harbaugh wins a national championship... Why would he leave? That's what I was going to say. It all depends on yeah. how he does in the playoffs. Yeah. Why would he leave? Like, well, he wins a national championship in Michigan. He's he's Nick Saban of the North. Yeah. But, but here's the problem with that. Except, except the Nick Saban of the South. Like, Alabama can't wait to get rid of Nick Saban if he loses three games in the season. That motherfucker yeah. out. He ever wins three, loses three games in the season. He, they wanted his head when he lost one game. Exactly. <laughs> but, and, and, that's, and that's why... That's why there's no way Michigan's winning that championship. Not this year. Because the problem is, hey, Michigan was undefeated. You might have cheated. Whatever, whatever. Your 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 prize is Alabama. Really? <laughs> like just looking at looking at his face when he heard that he was they were playing Alabama left, he was like, Man, this is some bullshit. Two years in a row. They they got us with the TCU bullshit. Now now they send the Nick Saban after my ass. How about the fact that y'all lost? They lost against TCU. And if they lose against exactly. Alabama, they lost against Alabama. So exactly. Y'all ain't they, for real yet. Y'all need to beat somebody. They like the Cowboys. Beat bro. somebody. Man, they played three games last year in the number one seed in the national championship. That's right. I said three games. Because really the three games they played was the Big Ten championship game, the game against Ohio State. I mean, I guess you can call Penn State because they were ranked. Even though they kind of beat the brakes off of them, only threw the ball like five times. But like, yeah, they ain't play. I mean, you like I said a couple weeks ago, St. Catherine School of the Blind, man. When you're playing them, and then you want to talk about we're number one, bitch. Like, no, like, and that's the, and that is the one percent problem with 
having people do stuff, but then you can't have analytics do shit because they fuck up too, you know, aka. 1999 national championship game after Florida State lost to Miami. Miami ended up being third. Yeah, that was some straight bullshit too. But whatever. I mean, you're just never going to get it right in college. I mean, this 12-team playoff, you might think you're going to get it right, but you're still not. Michigan's still going to play St. Catherine School for the blind five times, and they're still going to be the number one seed. But are we trying to get it right? I don't no. think we're trying to get it. Right. I mean, no, no because we want to get it right. They're why, not getting shit. Why? Why do you? Why? Why do you think we want to get it right, bro? This I would is, like to get it right, but no, I mean, that's no, me. when you'd like to feel good about it. You know, you don't want to get it right. You just want to feel good about it. You you just want all the little guys to have a, feel like they have a chance. And this ain't about that, man. No, this it's not about TV, baby. This is about TV. Florida State, you know why your ass ain't in the playoff? Because you're fucking Florida State and your quarterbacks are hurt. And they was like, we not about to lead the SEC off. When they look at college ratings, 75% of the college football ratings are in the southeast. You think you think they not about to put an SEC team in there? Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everybody keeps saying Alabama. I don't think Alabama was a team that should have been left off. No, it should have been Texas. I, I wouldn't agree with that either. I see, just but, thought. See, the thing is, how you gonna leave Texas out when Texas beat Alabama? But Man. Texas <laughs> messed around and lost to Oklahoma. Exactly. At least Alabama, Alabama, quote unquote, lost somebody like who was real. Apparently, they lost to an Oklahoma team that ended up like twelfth or something. So, so they and lost. Was so, they, so they lost to their rival. Everybody knows rivalry games are crazy. Alabama almost fucking lost to Auburn in the last game of the season. Like True. shit happens. Almost. I'm just saying shit almost. like rivalry games. Shit happens. It's not. I about agree. Trying. You're not trying to get it right. You just want to feel good about it. Like all the Florida State fans are mad because they're like some injustice has happened to us. And no, this shit for TV, man. This well, I mean, four-team playoff is for TV. The 12-team playoff will be for TV. If they wanted to get it right, they would have made simplified, cut-and-dry rules. They'd have, had, they'd have been like, hey, Power 5 conferences, you win your conference championship game, you're automatically in the playoffs. End of story. Well, they did that with the 12-team playoff. No, no. But what they should have done, even when it was four, they should have been like, hey, we're going to have five teams in the playoffs. It's a five the five division winners. The highest ranked team gets a bye week the first week. There well, that's you go. How they're doing it. I no, mean, I'm just saying if they wanted to yeah. do that, they could have done that from the beginning, but they didn't. This was about ratings. This was about every Sunday morning, the college after week ten, the people are talking about let's see where they're ranked, and they have a thirty minute fucking special about it on ESPN where they charge all these advertisers millions of dollars just to air commercials during it. They don't give a fuck about finding out who the best college football team is. And most fans, we don't either. We just want it to be our fucking team. This is coming from a Georgia fan because I'm just like, look, I can give millions, millions upon millions of reasons why I'm like, I think it's bullshit that Georgia's not in the playoffs. I agree with with that too. But but you haven't heard me say it once because I'm just like, hey, we lost the conference championship game and Alabama's there. Fuck. Like, I mean, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> In a word. Damn it. <laughs> Damn Georgia. If Georgia had not lost. Oh, if Georgia State hadn't lost, then we'd be having this conversation. But they did. Exactly. Because Florida State would be in. Yeah. So, ah, well. 
Ah, football. Enough of that. So, let's get into some real shit. You know, 21 years ago, they came out with the movie Undercover Brother. And I would dare say, and, you know, you can be completely against me, I think that movie didn't get enough credit of how almost brilliant that it was that, you know, the whole movie itself, because it literally satired, like, everything from race relations to, you know, I mean, everything, you put race relations, it just put dots and shit from it. Like, it really hit everything. I mean, so, my question is today, you know, did, I feel like Undercover Brother affected the world in a much positive way, even more than people even give it credit for. So my question to y'all is, do you agree? And why? Let's start with AG. No, I don't agree at all. I think it was a great movie, and I think it was it did what it was supposed to do. But like you said, it's just, it's a, it's a satirical way of seeing the world and with a lot of stereotypes. Yeah. And I was like, when I read the question, I was like, no, I don't believe it changed anything. I believe that they did a masterful job at producing a movie that was poking fun at our own narrative about stereotypes about everyone. Yeah. And that whole thing with the the thing that pokes out to me really and the thing that I remember because I hadn't seen this since it first came out on, you know, well, at the time video, such how old I am. It was like the dude driving driving the Cadillac with the white leather convertible. <laughs> I think he was doing stunts because it was a car chase with the orange soda. I was like yeah, when orange when he spinned around the park and orange soda didn't even move. It was it was so like I could it, I I was like I know black people had something to do with this, but this feel racist. <laughs> and I remember I, I laughing. I, I remember like in the shower scene with uh Oh, it was brilliant. Was it Denise Richards? Denise and Richards and the, I can't the, remember her name. The lady that, from uh, Bernie Mac, right? Uh, Angelou Ellis. Oh. Beautiful, and I was just sitting there going, "Really, y'all? Really?" And it's just I everything, it was great. everything that was going on in that whole film. I don't think that it moved the needle with respect to the question that you asked. I think it was, a, I think it was really well done. But I'm not sitting there thinking it changed anything. It was, it was, you know, racially driven satire. It was everything that white folks love to believe about black people. Everything. And, and and both, I felt like they hit, they hit a lot of the, you know, white people believe in black people and black people believe in white people. I mean, I thought it was fair in that respect. That is, well, yeah. you're probably right. And again, I haven't seen in a lot of years, but I just remember the feeling I had when I, when the movie was concluded. I was kind of like, okay, this is what we're doing. Okay. But that was funny. That was funny. It's like Moby <laughs> says, it's like, if racism is funny, I can halfway tolerate it. So it's, that's that's what it did to me. But I don't think it affected the world in any way. It was the same thing. Like when I watched Blazing Saddles, which I feel is like one of the most hilarious movies ever. But it's still a satire on who we are as people, especially, you know, black to white relationships, white to black relationships, brown people, all, all the things. And it's just like, you know, the things I remember from Blazing Saddles, like, well, I'm not going to mention it, but it's just like, 
though. Yeah, bro. This is kind of like... But it was so funny. You can tolerate it. But it's everything black... It's everything white folks think about black people and everything black people think about white people. So, I don't know what it changed, but it's certainly funny. Moby? Yeah, I think you just like the movie. Like... I'm with AG like I don't understand I don't even understand the question like what about the fucking world was it supposed to change well I mean I, I think it gave a much like a, I think for me I think it was it's kind not, of like, it wasn't even the first of its kind like you, no, you no. Act like it was trendsetting it, well, it wasn't even trendsetting well but I'm saying like I thought AG brought up a good point it's almost like an updated Blazing Saddles type of movie I mean, I, mean I, I feel like if you look deep enough you could have made your own question better because I think what it did do was it, it was a it's a cult following movie because mm-hmm. I mean it's an, it doesn't have a lot of mass appeal it's a, it's a cult following movie like the people who like it love it but I mean if anything it was like a gateway movie to like the entire point of the Dave Chappelle show I mean that's that's pretty much what it was like it just and Dave I mean, Chappelle was actually in the movie, so it was yeah. like, it, it, I almost feel like it, he creatively probably was like, "Damn, there's a marketplace for this." Like after the movie, probably. I mean, but yeah, so I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Like, you know, I, I feel like <laughs> see, right. black witches. I'm gonna have to disagree with that because I think, I think the situation is some of the things that he talked about is very similar that happened in Blazing Saddles in that movie as well. They just talked about it very differently. But I think if, if I am, am not, I wrong, not AG? really. Not like I said, it's it's because Blazing Saddles was nineteen seventy two or three. Yeah, and Undercover Brother was like in the two thousand three. Two thousand three. Okay. Two thousand two. Two thousand three. Well, we're like talking that. about a move, movies that were released thirty years apart, and they were virtually and they were produced by different people produced and written by different people mm-hmm. and they are virtually the same film like when when uh, Cleavon Little comes in with, to Madeline Kahn's dressing room and the lights and they go to sleep together and the lights are off and she says something about how big his dick is it's like bro you can't I mean the way it was done it was hilarious but it's still talking about stereotypes about black men and their sexuality yeah, yeah. it's still exactly. the same yeah, like- idea like so, when an old girl said that you know had sex with a black woman and, and all the guys were like no white woman, Dave, woman. Yeah, yeah, Dave was it everything like, I hoped and dreamed was it, was it everything I dreamed <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing so I mean black Morticia Adams I understand you from a certain perspective but the reality is they're the same type of film and it will always be funny it'll never go away but if another film like that is produced a hundred years from now, we will laugh at the same things because people aren't going to get any better with this. And so, I mean, no, like it, it, it basically was updating Dolomite. Like to be that's oh, honestly right. the whole plot of the movie. It was right. It's updated uh, Dolomite. It was, it was, it was the best black exploitation movie I've ever seen. And like I said, it was really well done from top to bottom, soup to nuts. But I'm not going to sit around and believe that it was nothing new. It was it was the same idea where we're poking fun at black people 
and black people are laughing because some of it is true. And some of it, maybe we perpetuate ourselves because that's the image mm-hmm. the white man has given us the last 400 years. And I'm sure it's a lot of other things. I'm sure it's an amalgam of things, but the idea is as old as the world is. It's not new. It's not new. No. And, 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 and racial satire does like two things at the same time. It sparks a conversation amongst usually the oppressed people and it's like, or black people, it's like, hey, yeah, we can laugh at this because we're kind of laughing at our pain. And the white people can look at it and laugh and feel like they're laughing with us when in actuality we're laughing at two different things. Black people are usually laughing at the stupidity of the stereotype where white people are laughing at it thinking that the stereotype somehow is proven by the fact that we're laughing at it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of things in between. Yeah. And then I mean, we don't actually have conversation with each other about it. Like, you know, everybody talks about Dave Chappelle being trendy and everything, but black and white people don't actually talk about the Dave Chappelle show and the skits and the significance of it. We talk with each other about it. And, you know, we laugh at it because we like, yo, that. now some people try to have conversations about it, but in all actuality, like, those conversations are usually insincere. I mean, especially when you try to have a conversation with a white person who, quote unquote, is an ally, because sometimes those conversations are even cringe. I'd rather have the conversation with the racist ass white person sometimes than the supposed woke friend of mine. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he, is he wrong? He ain't, he ain't wrong. Because the yeah. first time the thing is for me personally, and I've been through this, it's like the first time you'd start talking about stuff like that. 10 seconds in, it becomes really uncomfortable. Not for me, but for the white person that I'm talking to, it's just like, what are you talking about? Because I take it to a place that's dark immediately because that's what we're doing here. They just don't know. Like I said, I had a friend of mine I went to school with that saw Get Out. I saw Get Out and I saw a totally different thing. She's saying to me, that was scary. And I was like, that's your takeaway? Got dark instantly. (laughs) Instantly, because I'm like, you idiot. That's all you saw? I thought you were smarter than that. What? Who are you right now? But you know what? You know who she is? She's a white person in America. That's who she is. Woke ally. She, she's your. Woke she's not ally. woke. She's asleep. She thinks she's awake. She's she's sleepwalking. <laughs> because mean, if you like, tell me you saw Get Out and all you were was scared, this is not scream. This is a like, this is this is a commentary on slavery, black people, and everything in between. It's, it's like the white that savior that's like <laughs> not real. Most, all the yeah, things. Most black, people, most black people saw that, and we was like. Yo, that is a great microcosm exaggeration of our actual fucking reality. Exactly. <laughs> and that's yeah, why having like, those convers- <laughs> and that's why having those conversations with white America gets dark instantly and it gets so uncomfortable because they think this is made up. This is not made up, sir. This is not made up, ma'am. This is happening today. Like when I get in a conversation about um what were we talking about the other day at work? Um where they just ended it um good gravy letting black and brown get into schools over white people on purpose well the the education system using race qualifiers for um 
Yeah, but what's and, the and, name? And the colleges. Uh, affirmative action. Thank you. Yeah, affirmative action. And it's like, yeah, I don't believe in affirmative action. This is like, okay. And I was like, I don't either. And they're like, you don't? No, I don't believe in affirmative action. Okay, that's really interesting. I said, yeah, you know why I don't believe in affirmative action? Because I think everybody should get into school if you earned it. I said, that's what I feel like too. And then I said, well, hold on. The reason why I don't believe, the reason that there is affirmative action, I believe it has to be that way, is because I can't trust you to do what you're supposed to do. And I say, yeah, affirmative action exists because, for the most part, White people in power can't be trusted. Exactly, and that's where it's the situ- <laughs> that's where the conversation got dark instantly. And it's just Did like, you- what's wrong, man? And it's just like, what do you mean you can't do? If I leave you to your own devices, at a at, you know categorically, if I leave you to your own devices, do you really think you're going to pick somebody that looks like me over somebody that looks like you? That's not even human nature, sir. I can't trust you to do the right thing. That's why affirmative action exists. That's why it's terrible that it went away. Do I believe in it? No, but it has to be there because you are not trustworthy. Dark. Did you really say you? Yes. Yeah. All Damn, day. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, I, it's true. I, I and it's not it like, and he understood. I, I, I said I'm I not talking about. I to get really specific with it. Like basically, white men in power can't be trusted. <laughs> No, no, no white person in power can't be trusted. And, and, and if they want to get mad at me, I'm just like, hey, just look at history, man. Y'all love watching the History Channel. Every major confrontation generally happens because there's some white person in charge who can't be trusted. Instant, instant <laughs> darkness. And that's what and that's why we have the, the CRT oh, thing. Shit. No one wants to. Everybody's changing the history because. Human nature does not chase discomfort. CRT, man. It I mean, doesn't because, chase discomfort. We, we people <clears throat> want to be comfortable, and as soon as you start talking about some stuff that y'all did, got your name written all now. Everything is cool when it's a good thing, and you're dominating, and all things are lovely. But when the dark side of what you've done comes out, all of a sudden we can't talk about it no more. Dark. Like, like when the states in the South was like, hey, we'll free the slaves, but you've got to give us time. Motherfucker, if we tried to give y'all time, we'd still be picking cotton. Right exactly. Now. I'm just saying, look at Texas. <laughs> exactly. Like, we celebrate a whole fucking day in Texas. Because of Texas. When, when them niggas found out a year late. No, two years. It's I want to be real years. specific. It's almost two years, years later. <laughs> yeah, mean, and we celebrate that shit. I mean, what happened to the Pony Express, man? I guess they didn't make it there. And then, and then we talk about CP time? No, let's talk about white state time. Y'all niggas is late. You know, we, we say we'll be there in five minutes. We might get there in an hour. Y'all niggas said we'll be there after a while, and two years later, y'all was like, oh, shit, we forgot. <laughs> we forgot. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Well, like I say, man, it's just like, it's just one of those things where I don't necessarily think it was... It was earth shattering. I think it was really well done and it was really, really funny. But it's just another, it's just another notch. It's not, it doesn't move the needle. It doesn't do anything except be entertainment. But the entertainment has a dark side. And if anybody wants to talk about it, you know, strap I mean, in it, because it's, it's, it's dark. It's the same way when people talk about the Dave Chappelle show, talk about how it's lasting impact. And I'm just like, nah, man, it. It was a great, like, it's it's a, one of the greatest sketch comedy shows ever, but they weren't really doing too much stuff different than in Living Color, except the fact he said nigger, like, in every skit. Yeah, truth. 
<laughs> but I will say the thing with the, with the thing I forgot the dude's name, but we play when he uh, did the character where he was the blind Klansman. Yo, bro, oh that's my brilliant. god, she's so brilliant. Oh yeah, man. That's white, awesome. white power. <laughs> Got hate in your heart, let it out. <laughs> <Wipe> out. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. when he took off his mask and people's heads were blowing up exactly. Believe it. But that the was- brilliance of that skit was exactly. like the, the people around him knew he was black, but they was like, "Hey, man, keep, he, keep the mask, keep the mask on, man. He's so important to the cause." <laughs> <laughs> and, how, and I keep I say that at work all the time. I was like, white people that are Republicans, like legit modern day Republicans have a lot of value. I said, how's it what you're talking about? I said, man, look, if you are a black man that agrees with the modern day Republican and all his racial glory or racist glory, the value that you have is this. He believes it, so it must be right. Yep. You get to prove everything true because you get to be a spokesman for the rest of mm-hmm. us. And anybody who doesn't agree with you is just too fucking dumb to get it. There it is. Value. You have value. And so, yeah, seeing that seeing that skit, and I remember laughing, but I remember being really, really kind of like, this is this is dark and this is deep. Y'all just laughing. Y'all ain't seeing it. I'm not saying that. No one did. But I'm saying a lot of people laughing like, mm, y'all ain't see that? that and that was the whew. first skit. Whew. That was a first skit on the first episode, and I was like, "All right, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> this is awesome, you know." And then you know, all the way up to the, the race draft, you know. I mean, basically, Dave Chappelle, Dave, Dave Chappelle's whole show was basically like, "Hey, niggas is racist, and we gonna laugh at it." And AG, and AG, you're right. Like, the Republican thing, like, look, man, the Republican Party has a place for Clarence Thomas. Like, he, he he's the guy. He is. Fuck that guy. Because he's they can, he's the standard. He's the standard. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, like, he is the standard. Absolutely. Because, see, now, now, see, affirmative action needed to go away. And Clarence Thomas, it, ironically enough, he's the, he's, he, was, he had a hand in destroying yeah. it. Yeah. Hey man, I was because according to him, he's never got received anything. Yeah, okay. Due to affirmative action. Okay. Fuck. He's 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 high and he's very cute. I'm asking my mom if I can keep him. But what I'm saying (laughs) is, mom, can we get that nigga back? Something. (laughs) But the but the thing is, it's like white white America will always be able to look to him and go, see, he did it. What's wrong with y'all? Okay. If that's what we're doing, okay. Cause it's like my, I just it's like cause like my cousin, I love this dude. I do. It was heartbreaking. Stop talking to him. But he 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 fits in that in that category. And I remember their fan when he was young. Their family was put in the newspaper when they moved to uh, a very 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 white town. And at the time when I was a kid, I was confused. I was like. Who makes the paper just because you moved there? Two weeks ago, it dawned on me. I was like, bro, this entire state, especially in its suburbs of a large city, were full of covenant suburbia. And what that means is it's a godly term that makes you feel like, oh, all these 
devout people? No, there's no one devout. What this is, is a covenant is you sign a contract, part of your mortgage. The underwriters make you agree to the fact that you will not promote or ascribe to black people moving into certain neighborhoods. That's what a covenant town is. There's one in Hampton and we live right next door to it, Ruben. So it's just like, that's why they were in the paper because that's a way to say, look, we're not racist. Sure you are. Black people (laughs) made the paper. They almost made the front news of the smaller paper because they moved there. So if you don't think that there's darkness here, you're hot. Yeah, the new red line is done through homeowners association. Absolutely. Because them motherfuckers don't even have to obey by law. Yeah, fuck them. They're above the law. So again, like I said before, I wanted there's something that, like I said before, the last couple of weeks it finally it finally dawned on me why my cousin's family made the paper just because they moved to a part of town or a certain town in a certain state. And I was kind of like, like I said, I was baffled. But until, just like I said, a couple weeks ago, I was sitting around thinking about it. And I was like, and they thought they was moving on up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the suburbs. But, but no, Man. because if you if you if you read, if you know anything about Michelle Obama and her experience that her she was telling that she was telling a story about her dad and they were going to move to the suburbs, move out of the city. And the reason why they chose not to or maybe it took them a little longer to do so is everything that I'm saying. And so for people to, it, it, again, if you live your, if you live life in a certain color skin, it's hard to see. It's even harder to accept that that's a real truth. But whether you accept it or not, it's still happening. And you're part of the evil. Not that you're actively being evil, but you're kind of sleeping, you're sleepwalking, and you're just part of the machine. So, just saying. Just saying. Yeah, man. Stay away from HOAs, bro. Some shit's are the worst. And in love with that, because most of the all all new residential areas, I think like 70% of the residential areas being made in the country have HOAs now. Yep. They're at least $150 a month for somebody to tell you what to do on your own property. Bro. It's the most, it's the, it, the funny thing about that is it's the most least patriotic thing in the world. And then you got people out here talking that foolishness they're talking, but you paying an HOA fee. Are you for real? Go sit down. Oh, man. So, let me... Blackport Sister Allen's been talking. So, I still call white men the man and white women milk and magnesia. God bless America. I didn't ever heard the milk and magnesia. Milk and magnesia. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's some... And it's still funny. Still funny. <laughs> Most of them woke folks be sleepwalking, as AG said. Black work. Grandma walking up, waking up in the car, scared me. Which part of Get Out would have scared you? Me, the parts you miss. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, I've seen Get Out twice because I can't watch no more of it. It's, mm. you know, I'll give, I'll give, what is it? Um, Peel. Jordan Peel. Yeah. Jordan Peel. I'll give him credit, man. He he knows how to take some shit and and turn it into um, cake, but I, that shit ain't for me. I haven't even seen us. I can't I can't bring myself to do it. You don't want I, it. you don't want none of that, sir. I I actually didn't even like us. 
I mean, I thought I think us is overrated personally, but uh, well, I mean, but, you know, but the thing but about, I mean, I at the time him. Jordan Peele was on a roll. So. Yeah, he was just hot. You know what I'm saying? He was hot. But it, I but, saw Get Out, and I was like, I ain't watching nothing else for this month. I ain't seen Nope either. I was like, Nope, I can't. Nope, nope is not that bad. Get Out wasn't wasn't as bad, was, but us. You don't want any parts of us. I it know looks like don't. a mental thriller, and Bro, I can't do that. Let it go. Just let and it then go. The, yeah. and, then the, and then the way it ends, which really is the ending, it's... it's this, yeah, because it's like, is that real or is that Memorex? And if you ever watch it, you'll understand what I'm saying. Because it's because the little kids sit in the car looking at the... I thought you... Ooh. And then it's over. And yeah, you got to see the movie to understand what I'm saying. I'm trying not to tell nothing. But I don't, I'm nah, just saying, bro. I ain't never watched that hey, But AG, but when you, the end of it, wasn't it like so unfulfilling? The ending is like. I mean, it, it, it's like, damn, what did we just watch this movie for? It's like, oh, I get what you're saying. But the, I, I, I expect the ending. <laughs> you know what? The thing that, the only thing that bugged me about the ending to me was the people holding hands across America. Across the line. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that, cause like when the kid was sitting in the, in the, in the passenger seat, they had just escaped all this trouble and he doesn't know if that's his real mom or if it's that, or if that's his parallel universe mom. And it's like, you're like, and neither do we. Exactly. Bro, I was sick because Lauren and I saw that in the in the movies. It was like, what? <laughs> so like I said, man, it was um it, it was it was pretty good. I will I will agree it's a little overrated, but I think like I said, I think Jordan Peele was on a real win streak at the time. But Ruben, don't do it. What's that movie that um Oh, when they were capturing people and it seemed like it was back in the day, but it was current times. Um, ah. You know who was, you know, any of the players or? Yeah. Uh, um, the girl, the woman who did that yoga song, Janelle Monet, she was in it. It began with an A. Um, I don't want. I don't think it's Amsterdam, but um, hold a. Uh, it was. Wait a minute. Was this one that had Jamie Lee Curtis? Antebellum. Antebellum. Okay. Oh, I never. I never saw. I never Ooh. saw. It. Was that? Was that good? It was. It, okay. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, that shit was fucked up though. That shit was real fucked up. Okay. Like, yeah, it's worth watching. It's worth watching because it's just like. Even though the even though the way they got kind of it kind of all broke out could have been might might be the lamest way possible, but just going through it and you not completely really truly understanding what the hell's going on until a happens and then it's just like yeah it's like what the fuck man and then you just you just ready for people to die. <laughs> oh, wow, you ready for people to die? Oh man, yeah. Once you get you get to a point where. When it breaks open, when it hits the uh, the climax of the movie, you're just like, "Oh, motherfuckers gotta die." I mean, in all honesty, I watch a lot of movies and TV shows, and I get to that, I want everybody to die point real quick. I don't know what that says about me, but like, yeah, like hey. you know, when you're watching a suspense movie or something, and there's a character that's just acting irrational. 
Because I'm just like, yo, I just know if some cataclysmic catastrophe happened and everybody in the streets is going wild crazy yeah i'm probably the person you want to be around because i have no time for irrationality if somebody on my camp starts freaking out and is about to do something stupid out of fear i'm killing them immediately because i don't have time to die because your ass is irrational You know, like when when you're trapped and somebody's always there's always that one person in the movie that's freaking out. It's like, well, what are they gonna do? What are we gonna do? I don't want to die. Kill them now. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop won't do. You got to get rid of them, and then you got to look around at the room and you got to go, hey, anybody else? Does anybody else need to have a freak out moment? He said he got to die. I mean, no bullshit. When old boy worked on Get Out, when he woke up in the chair with his eyes all jacked up, I was just like, if I ever get out of this shit, motherfuckers dying. Like, it's just, regardless, either I'm dying or they dying. Because this shit ain't about to happen like this. So so I'll give you another example. So my wife is big in Walking Dead, all, all the Walking Dead series oh, and everything. Man. And don't get me wrong, I get it. The characters are interesting and everything. But... I can't watch it because I I just can't watch it because the fact that Negan is still alive bro that shit don't sit well with me he didn't even do nothing to me but all the shit Negan did to all them people and then they just he just yeah. rolls with him now? No, fuck. I've been watching a lot of it. But like, like, like when like, well, Negan's redeeming himself, he he's not really that bad at first. I don't give a fuck. You are your action, sir. You were slaughtering motherfuckers for no yeah. goddamn reason and laughing about it. You can't roll with the team, bro. You got to die. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you dead. <laughs> then I'm gonna separate your head from your body so you ain't coming back. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what you did with some of the zombies. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna cut your head off, and I'm gonna put it on the stake as an example to anybody else who thinks this is the way to do things. No, this is what happens when you do this irresponsible shit. You die. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, sir. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Note self, zombie apocalypse. Don't freak out around Tika about movie because that shit ain't happening. Bro, ain't like, look. I, the moderate freakouts, I'm cool. But when you know the freakout characters that just are constantly doing the irrational shit, you know, you're like, hey, we can't go over there. I, I, I know your friend is over there, but if we go over there, we're all gonna die. And then five minutes later, you trying to sneak out to go over there? Fuck that. You dying too? You by yourself? Yeah, you, you no, because you can't let them go by themselves because they gonna fuck it up for you. You got. You got to eliminate the cancer. You got to eliminate the cancer. <laughs> All right. Man, you feel some type of way. Yo, Bro, literally. I, I kind of agree with him, man. There are movies and shows where I just be watching it. Yeah. you like, yo, I can't even watch it no more. It's not that I'm like emotionally invested in the show. It's like at that point in time, the show just becomes... And even though I know it's a fiction show, but the show just like doesn't even reflect human reaction to me because I'm just like, nah, you can't tell me out of all 20 of y'all people, there ain't at least one motherfucker up there that thinks like me. Like, hey, this nigga can't roll with us no more. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, man, when he was on the, ca- in, the in the chair, his eyes were jacked up. The first thing I would have thought is, man, that girl, the girlfriend, oh, she, she gonna be the last one to die because I need to take care of everybody else and I want to save that bitch for last. You know, and it's just like, 
Yeah, they was because, yeah, he didn't understand, but she allowed that shit to happen, and it was just like, bro, if I ever get if I ever get out of here, yeah, it it, it ain't just get out, it's get out and get back. Cause yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even find blowing that place up with me in it. I would have had no issues, not at all. But yo, mm-mm. see, and that's the messed up part about that movie, because that messed up that that really I feel like put a lot of distrust in people. <laughs> because now you gotta think twice. Is this, is this bitch playing me? First of all, I think that distrust is already there, which is why the movie works so well. The movie works so well not because it creates a feeling, it's because it brings a feeling that was already there. It bring it brings a certain it, it brings a certain look, even even if it's on even if it's a small microcosm of like all of those race type things brings back just a little bit of a a natural distrust that both races have, like all races have towards other races. It's like you know, it's always it's like that black guy that's like, "Hey, I'm cool with white people, but you know, when that when that time come, I'm gonna be the first one." You know, what I'm saying like, like, yeah, there's always that one. There's always that one militant dude that's just ready. He's 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 ready for the uproar. David Chappelle's the character. Because remember in the movie, they was like, "All right, we're going to get him." He's like, "All right, everybody, revolution up in this bitch." Exactly. There's, there's always some revolution guy that's just like, and that feeling is in you already. There's nothing that happens that brings that out of you. You're just kind of looking for an excuse to find it. I be it. That's fair. Ag, not wrong. <laughs> I mean, awesome. not wrong. I mean, I I didn't think it would get this deep, but no, not wrong, <laughs> not wrong at all. <laughs> really, really, black what's your albums, Abraham? Because I, I, I have I, I spent three seasons watching The Walking Dead, so I I mean, it was too much for me, man. But I do understand some of the things that Mopi is saying. I do, especially that one about when you would start talking about because it's like it bothers me too when you. It's a group of people running from somebody. It's always one or two people. Usually one person freaks out and ruins it for everybody. You got the perfect hiding spot, and then somebody starts, you know, crying and, and like, what? and then the enemy gets you because somebody made some noise. I'm like, yeah, you gotta go. You gotta put them on. You gotta put them down. But that's hard to do because it's usually a woman. You gonna shoot a woman in the face? I mean, if, if it's her or zombies, man. Yeah, if, yeah, she's gotta go. Never mind. Well, here's the thing. I was gonna say if it's it's got to be me or her, but you know, honestly, realistically, no, nah, that's not what it's about. Because I'm always looking at the like, oh, there a lot of those people had still had pieces of their family with them. You know, you got your son, somebody. Yeah, I'll shoot a bitch in the face if it's, if it has to do with me and mine. Yeah, and and I won't lose an ounce of sleep over. <laughs> I was going, you know what? I was going to ask you: Would you shoot Winter if she started freaking out? I can't see you doing that. If it's me and my daughters and Winter's freaking out, I'm going to go Winter. This is your one warning. Because if I got to make a decision between you and them later, and here's the thing, I fully expect that to be vice versa too. If she got to make a decision between me and them, I expect to be the one that gets axed. Like I, I expect to be the one wow. that gets taken out. Okay, this is all 
like, like I said, I was as you were talking, I was like, would he shoot Winter in the face if she freaked out and made some noise? <laughs> I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Man. Ouch! You gotta do what you gotta do. It's like, hey, look, I, damn, I even Drago up in here. If she hey, dies, this, she dies. There's one episode of Walking Dead where they, they're like running from the zombies together, and like literally, I've I always had thought this, and I was like, it makes me a terrible human being to think like this. But when it happened in the show, I just like chuckled. Like they're running from the zombies, and literally, old boy just looks at the other guy, shoots him in the leg, so the zombies can just eat him, and then he just keeps going. And I've always thought, like, yeah, I ain't got to be faster than the zombies. I just got to be faster than you. That is so dark, man. What in the world? But you know what? It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Ah, so. Moco Capo asked, anyone see the new trailer for Civil War? What is that? That sounds familiar, but I don't, I can't remember. But it nah, never, I've never heard of it. So. Civil War. I mean, I assume it's not Marvel Civil War, so. So maybe some reenactment of history shit that I'm never going to watch anyway. Um, and Mart- Black Witch asked. The trailer just came out like for it. Um, Black Witch I was supposed to oh, know snap. how many. I just saw like the first 15 seconds of this trailer and I now I understand why there he's asking about it because it's like oh. literally talking about a catastrophe and yeah okay yeah fuck all that um now I want to watch that movie. trailer now I want to watch that trailer <laughs> so I can be mad the whole movie I want to <laughs> I want to ask how how I'm just going to put it on screen People ask for the tickets to see the American Society of, Society of Magical. What? Any ideas, people? Cause I ain't got. I don't that. know what American Society of Magical is. Man, man, I do Google stuff. I man. know. That's what I got now. I got to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, she also says, "No matter who it is, I'm gonna last as long as I can." If you tweak, <laughs> hey, hey, I feel you. Like that. That's how I think too. Like, look, you, you, oh. you mess this up for me. Wow, that's that's what it is. I get called that now. I mean, no, nah, I ain't never heard of Magic American Side of Magic. But you I have dropped seen this trailer over. before. I yeah, don't, I it, but it. but they don't air it much lately. Probably because it's a red band joint. Is it pretty gruesome? American Society of Magical Magical Negroes. Oh, yeah. She left out that word, Negroes. Yeah, I remember this about like maybe a month ago. Yeah, that sounds like something I probably wouldn't watch. It was in rotation, but then they stopped airing the commercial. I don't know why. I mean, because it said Negroes in it? I don't know. Well, they started out saying Negroes in it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. But it, it looked good. Oh, I did see this trailer. Okay, yeah. What's it about? It's I don't just, really know what it's about. Is it is it like a Percy Jackson for with black people in it? I mean, I, what is this? What is this supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. Because I, 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 I saw I the trailer, and I, you know. But as soon as you said it, I was like, "Damn, that that kind of does." That's funny. Funny. Like, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the, a, re- a release date March 22nd. Uh, yeah, Megan's why they stopped airing, the, airing the trailer because it's going to be so far. For well, it's going to well, it's March twenty second, but on January nineteenth, 
is going to be at the Sundance Film Festival. Ah, there you go. Because I, like I said, I remember seeing it like maybe before Thanksgiving last month. Let's see. So. A young man gets recruited into a secret society of magical black people who dedicate their lives to making white people's lives easier. What? <laughs> your, your face when you read that. <laughs> making white people's lives easier? Yeah. yeah. What was this, Bagger Vance? Well, Justice Smith and David Allen Greer's in it, so it's probably a Connery. Okay, now I know I got to see it now. Because I, I mean, wanted to see it when I saw the I trailer. Mean, didn't I was about, about, about to say, damn, is it like a biography of Clarence Thomas? Like, uh, that's what it, I mean, that's that description sounds pretty, <laughs> pretty right in line. <laughs> Ouch. So, so Ouch. apparently in the trailer, uh, it says that white people are the most dangerous animal. Wow. I mean, All right. I don't even understand what it's about, but I know I got to say it. So. <laughs> Wait a minute. So they were upset about that? I mean, Fox News is. Well, it's what? Fox News. Aren't, aren't white people the most dangerous? It looks, like, it looks like Harry Potter for work, for woke, for woke racist. One account on social media observed. Oh, man. Fox News is hating on it. I need to see it. That, yeah, that, yeah. The trailer begins with black protagonist who is described as uncomfortable as he walks through a room full of white people and is recruited to the secret society of African-American wizards. <laughs> His tutor, Roger, explains that the pre- premise of the society is to protect white people from discomfort in order to prevent them from doing harm to black people. I don't know if I want to see it now. That, that's not, that sounds fucking hilarious. To me, like, now I really want to see it. Maybe it's the new version of um, Brother. I mean, nah, because if white people are going to be offended at that statement, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, white folk, but that's what black people do all the time. Like black people, when we get pulled over by police, we don't have weapons or anything, and we trying to make them not feel uncomfortable. That's that's a reality. That is black. That is the black condition. <laughs> you want to stay alive, make white people feel comfortable. That's virtual and actual. So I don't. I don't know. Yep, because he he says that white people being feeling uncomfortable precedes a, a lot of bad stuff for us. That's why we fight white discomfort every day. Because the happier they are, the safer we are. That's a true statement. Okay, I, I kind of now want to see the trailer. Yeah, that is that is that's a, a true statement. Amazingly true statement. So I don't know if this is a comedy or what it is. Oh no, it's 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 a comedy, probably wrapped up in truth. a lot of truth and satire. But it's it's a comedy trying to hit on like serious topics. Yep, and of course, one guy on Twitter says, "What kind of racist, shitty, bullshit movie is this?" Yep, there you go. Last name is Book if, it, if, it, if it was racist, <laughs> if it was racist, it'd be a movie you'd actually want to see. Because <laughs> if you're saying stuff like that about a trailer, you're probably a racist white person. Uh, another dude says the thing that's the thing that's that is going to do wokeness is how cringe it is. We should almost be thanking Hollywood and the media for this at this point, as they become more cringe with with this racist woke BS. More people wake up and search out alternatives. Only lunatics would want this. Eh. I mean, most of the time people's alternatives to wokeness is racism 
Yeah. And, and, and I wish white America would just stop saying woke because, like, no, I don't want to. I don't want that because then I want uh, it, it's a it's a dog whistle. I know you're right. You you're right. When you say that, you're right because when you when I hear a white person say woke, I already go, yeah, you can't be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> Is he wrong, Ruben? I got no problem saying I judge white people on a daily basis. I do. I, like there's a certain level of judgy and predetermined conditions that I have that I just feel are necessary for survival. And if you're going to say me that makes me a racist, I <laughs> cool. I mean, I also have a fear of large groups of white people and alcohol. I mean, some might say that's unfounded, but I'd say, hey, based on all of my experiences, large groups of white people and alcohol never end well for people that look like me. Hell, it never does usually end well for people that look like them. <laughs> it just don't win end well for anybody. I and that's true. Oh, my God. And see, y'all were questioning my question. Cause I'm, I'm just gonna the say, the question like, still is not. I still disagree like, with like, the question, but I like, mean, I'll pose a question to y'all too. Like, this movie is super old, and it's not even a good movie. But y'all remember the movie Roadhouse, right? Oh, you didn't God. think Roadhouse was good for its time? It was good. If you watch it now, it does not age well. Okay. Well, you it know they you know well. they remade it, right? Is that the one with Ronda Rousey as the bouncer? Or did that ever re- come to fruition? I don't think that came to fruition. I thought they remade it as again, but if, it wasn't Patrick if, Swayze. If they, if they remade it, I don't want no parts of it. But, but anyway, what's your question? My question was like, would any of y'all go establish go to that establishment? Unless I, the only the only way you would catch me in that establishment is if I was delivering alcohol, and then I would be, you know, that's my job. If I had to go there, I would probably be the beer guy. Yeah, I'm not going even, to that place as a patron ever. I'm not even delivering them beer. <laughs> I'm gonna do them like the pizza places used to do us back in the day. We call from an address that they didn't deliver to. Hey, you can come pick it up at the corner. You, you can come pick it up at the entrance. Yeah, Ruben, I, your motherfucking ass. Y'all didn't deliver to the neighborhood that I lived in when you was working at. Um, um, Who's y'all? Some of the establishments you worked at didn't deliver to the neighborhoods the that I was in. Are you talking about the Petersburg? Yes. <laughs> Hell no! Come get motherfucker. We come and deliver pizza. Fuck all y'all. No nah, man, I ain't never been jumped, but people have been jumped out there all for like twenty bucks because we don't carry no money on us for real. So that's how I would treat that roadhouse establishment. Hey, y'all niggas can come up here and pick it up from the exit. <laughs> <laughs> the exit. <laughs> yeah, my first. first matter of fact, I might, I might have left it at old boy's car shop that got blown up at the beginning. Hey, wow! You, you can go deliver it to them, right? Wow! <laughs> I have you signed for these bottles of liquor, sir. Man, <laughs> all I'm saying is Roadhouse. That's just in the middle of the goddamn woods. Hell no, I ain't going there. I mean, if I want to be strung up, maybe. But no. But I'm just saying, as as a kid, those those were. The, the images of drunk white people that I had growing up. You know what I'm saying? And those and images they, would be real. 
Yeah, and, and those people looked unstable to me. So as I got older, large groups of white people, like when I went to a certain university, when I was at a certain college that there was only like 60 of us black folk there, and everybody be like, hey, you want to come to the frat house to drink and have fun? No, because none of that shit sounds fun to me. You said, <laughs> said black folk. <laughs> well, none I mean, of that shit sounded fun to now, me because I had these. And, and, I will say this. By the by the way, before I'm sorry. By the way, Roadhouse. Now that I'm thinking about it, had exactly zero black people in it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not even extras were black. Yeah. So okay. Like, so, look, growing up in the '80s, I had very like you know we talk about the negative images that black people have on on TV and shows. I had very negative images of white people in the '80s. Like I thought drunk white people at the bars just want shit with everybody. And I thought white people sincerely didn't have any problem that they couldn't solve by getting in their IROC Z28 T-top and driving down the coastline while some power rock ballad was coming on. I felt like there was no problem that existed in their life that they couldn't just take a drive in their Camaro by the ocean and they didn't come out with some great resolution. Like, because that's what the montages showed. And go to the house, brother. One or the other. They came back it, with clarity. Does it, does it have to be an IROC Z20? <laughs> <laughs> These guys are full like they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it in a Subaru. He had to. You had to get a hold on, hold on, Z20. hold on. You know, it was always a T-top, or it was always a muscle car convertible. <laughs> it was always in Miami or California. Exactly. They were yeah, driving wrong, in the coastline. You're not wrong. And, and when they came back, they had solved everything. Yep. Like they had clarity. They would give you that montage. They'd be driving. The music would be playing. You'd see the side profile you see the front profile and next thing you know they kicking somebody ass in the finale and you just like hey that's how white people get shit done in the 80s yeah and then lesson zero came out Ooh, <laughs> i love that movie but i can't see it no more oh you took me to a dark place man you took me to a dark place dark as hell. oh man why did you even really i really? mean that's that's a contradiction oh, of everything sir, Moby just said. Sir, that was an anomaly the anomalies happen in every statistical analysis, man. Like How you that gonna, was an, uh, that was a one off, sir. That was a one off. Pull up to the light and your friend dead. Oh my bruh. goodness! Why, man? Why, bruh, man, bruh? Like I saw that in the like, movies. It be still real affects with you. me, man. That was one of those movies I saw. That after that, I told myself, Ruben, you ain't never doing drugs. Fuck that. Man, my man had money. Robert Downey Jr. went through some shit. He did. Yeah, he over here sucking penises for, for some blow and stuff. Nah, never. Never. That movie was hardcore, man. Never. <laughs> yeah, looking back at that now, you'd be like, damn, Tony. Tony Tony Stark went through some shit before he He did. And that's, and that's what made Yo, in the comic books, which they never really got into on the show, he was, he was an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic. alcoholic. Like, Tony Stark almost cost alcoholic. him everything. Yeah, he yeah, was an alcoholic. She almost cost him everything too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he, had that Man, he had that obsessive personality, so I get it. Yeah, and a black guy took a suit. That would be Rhodey. <laughs> he was he was Iron Man for like fifty episodes until he got clean. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Y'all yeah, taught man. me something today. I mean, you know, but yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, for every roadhouse, there's a less than zero, bro. No, it's not. No, that's an anomaly because you, I can name several movies like that. You've got one. 
you got he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Another one, Wall Street. Oh, that's the that's my best mo- man. That's the movie to me. But Wall I Street mean, did Wall Street did Wall Street did not end like less than zero though. I was just about to say like no, it did. It, it totally it could have been. It nah, could have. No, no, it wasn't ever going that way. You talking about you got talking about two alpha males and yeah, no, no. But yeah, Wall man. Street is amazing. Lester Zero said, Ruben, you ain't never doing drugs. Literally, no bullshit. After seeing that, nope. Because, yeah, because after people saw Wall Street, they wanted to commit securities fraud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Greed is good. So, no, it was a different movie, sir. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, totally different movie. But honestly, man, that's, that's why I have an affinity for... Um, power rock ballads, man. Because back in the day, I was just like, "Hey, these power rock ballads got power." Apparently, man. Because you listen to these shits and you be all right. No, you'll still have problems, sir. I, I once again, this is kid me looking at the movies, thinking this montage <laughs> they they figure shit out. You right. All, all, all I need is a convertible and a long winding road near the beach, and I'm fucking straight. <laughs> I mean, the PCH did cause, I mean, it did solve a lot of problems in the movies in the 80s. Sure. You're right about that. You are so right about that. I'm, I'm just weak. <laughs> I rock Z28. Your uh, Firebird with the Firebird logo. Oh, on the man. Stop it. Oh. Your powder blue Mustang with the top down. Hey, man. Better off than that. The 69 Camaro, bro. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I want my yes, two dollars. I want my two dollars. Oh god! All right, he he got the car and the girl in Dodger Stadium at the end. Absolutely. So, I'm just saying, like back in the day, if you had, I, I thought all teenage white people got some current convertible or some muscle car for their 16th birthday because, like, damn near every movie, that's what they had. <laughs> I mean, and it went, it continued with my super sweet 16. If you well, didn't get a car, 16 you got candles. At. 16 candles wasn't that way. She nah, did get true. the dude in the end, though. She got the dude she wanted, but her See, birthday think, was you awful. Again, that's late. That's late nineties. I'm talking about eighties, baby. Like, no, that was 80s. that was nice. Sixteen candles is eighties. It is eighties. Come on, man. The Breakfast Club, baby. Breakfast Club. Yeah, I was about to say know. Breakfast Club, man. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, but yo, for every nerd who thought they couldn't succeed. When he put that panties up in the bathroom and show yeah. all the other nerds, victory. greatest day victory. ever. <laughs> and, like, then, and then he the ended up with he the had girl. a white person GTD moment. Got the draws. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, let me get those draws. What? Hey, man. He got the girl no. in the end, though, for real. He did. He did. He really did. I was impressed. Because the other dude, the other dude sucked. So. And no, but, he didn't because he went with uh, Molly Ringwald's character. Just saying. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I don't know any of these people's real names. Y- y'all be rattling off actors and actresses' names, and I'm just like, I don't know anybody's see, name. Well, because all the John Hughes movies, there was Molly <laughs> Ringworld. There was... Oh, no, I, of- I, when you're talking about them, I'm just piecing together and taking context clues so I know what character y'all are talking about. But when y'all say their real name, I'd be like, you need, to me, yeah, you need to give me that character <laughs> name in the movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then at Breakfast Club when Judd Nelson put his yeah. hands up at the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that is a moving that Iconic. is a moving scene. It is. It is. There's no IROC Z twenty eight involved, but nah, it's still the true. same that's thing. That's true. And all it's really it really I I think 
I think I think it probably romanticized Illinois, Chicago, and its suburbs. Because all of those movies took place in Illinois. Oh, yeah. Because back then, Chicago won't shit. So they need some help. No, they didn't. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't understand that statement either. Wasn't it all in the, su- the suburbs of Chicago? Suburbs of Chicago? Yeah, well, since when is the suburbs of Chicago bad? No, no, I'm saying, like, Chicago, back then, Chicago wasn't really... Of all the, like, major cities and stuff, Chicago wasn't what you would think it wasn't top five, probably, back then. Because nothing really... No, like, they didn't do a lot of movies from there. They didn't do a lot of stuff because it was either they didn't Miami. make all the movies from there no no I'm talking about like no I'm talking about like as far as being put on the map because everything was either in California it was either in New York or was in Miami back then mm. some of your some of your major teen movies all that those were the you're right those were the ones that were in the suburbs account of Chicago but before then you really can't name any other Chicago movies yeah risky business I, I, that's a I lot can of name, I, can, I can name me a lot of Chicago shows too, like Family Matters, um, Roseanne. All that was suburbs of Illinois. Yeah, but that's ninety. That's the nineties. But talking about Matters, Risky Business was nineteen eighty one. No, I'm not talking about Risky Business. I'm talking about other. No, you stuff. said like, other, you said movies other yeah. than the nineties, the eighties movies that we're talking about, and I was like. I realize that what you're saying is actually true. The part that I don't agree with is Chicago was never an also ran. If I was going to say a movie, a movie city that was an also ran, I would say Boston. Yeah, that's Chicago true. was never that. Boston is kind of like whatever. And usually when they make a movie in Boston, it's always dark and somebody got to die. So. I mean, Mystic River, the the the. Uh, I've never seen that actually. Oh, bro, it's good, but it's dark. A lot and, of movies like. Um, That's probably why I've never seen it. Casey Affleck and uh, Michelle Williams. What's the movie called? You're just naming names to me, man. <laughs> anyway, just, a lot of movies that take place in the Northeast can be really dark. Stephen King doesn't help matters. So that's why I was kind of like... Oh, yeah. Like, he did a lot of his in New York, right? New York and Boston. No, all this stuff happens in Maine. Even, um... um, What's the name of the car? Christine? That was in Maine? That one that was wasn't. A lot of, oh, I'm sorry. A lot of his movies, nine out of ten of his movies happen in the Northeast, usually Maine. Oh. That's why I don't go there. I don't go oh, there fact. because I can't see myself. Well, I was going to say, that was the reason there ain't no black people there. So Percentages eh, are low, Percentages are low. But I've been to Moab, Utah. I was just going to say it's cold. but It is cold, cold man. <laughs> I was just going to say it's cold. If I'm you don't there. like it cold, you don't want to go to the Northeast. Man. Yeah, apparently, there are a lot of black people like it cold. I'm just not one of them. New Edition like the cold. They're from there. Yeah, they're from Boston. They had choices. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, shoot. So, one quick question, then we'll get up out of here. Um, <laughs> name something that you bought for a significant other that you shouldn't have bought for Christmas for. I have never bought anything for a significant other that I that you regret. That I regret because the golden rule, as far as buying, well, in my case, a woman, a a a Christmas present, a birthday present, is don't buy them anything that that would aid them in doing some work. That is a big no-no. 
Yeah. I have never, like, buying a woman a vacuum cleaner for her birthday or Christmas. Are you serious? It's like you don't want to get no more booty. I mean, boo-boo, you want to do that that? thing? No, I'm going to just use this vacuum right now. Okay. Who does that? Women do that. But see, but see, women do well, that. Vacuum or, or women no, do I mean, a lot of things that they get away with. Men tools. And well, I'm talking like about that. dude. I'm talking about men. Who does that? What men do that? That's wow. No, a I'm lot sure of this man. A I'm lot sure of there's this. some dude that's messed up. A lot they, of idiots. They, and they got world. sold by somebody. Oh, this 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 vacuum is so amazing. And they're like, hey, you know, my wife would really love that. It, it'd make things more efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and he probably talked himself into thinking he was doing her a favor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so that dude's controlling. No, he's an idiot. There's a uh, he's, oh, okay. yeah, he, he's just, I was going to say gullible, but you could say idiot. Yeah, he should know better. <laughs> it's I not gonna say gullible. Gullible, gullible has a, has a, a, a part to a it that you just don't really. That is Yeah, your wife attack. will really like that. No, Never. I'm not. Don't, don't get a woman. You have to get something that is totally a want, fulfilling a fantasy, whatever it is, but it can't help her do work. And the thing with women doing it, they get away with it because we actually want those tools. I'm I about to say, yeah, you know, we'd we be happy about it. I mean, yeah, but Black nice Morticia Adams likes household items. Yeah, she can say that all she wants to. I'm never buying her a vacuum. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say never, but not as a, a gift, like a Christmas gift. Like, yeah, because when I say, gonna yeah, do it, exactly. you're going to just do it. You know right. what I'm saying? It, like, it'll be like a Saturday morning. It's like, hey, we need a new vacuum. I'll, I'll be right back. That's 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 what that is. Oh, the washer broke down. Yeah, we got to get another. No, nah, I'm talking Maybe about. Maybe I got you a new washer dryer set. Yeah, okay. It better not be your birthday, sir. It better not be Christmas. Because that, that'll be the last time you see that booty. Yeah, you won't even, you won't even get no special occasion head no more. No. Like, it's over with. You'll be, watching freaking porn. You'll be watching porn for the rest of your freaking life. I'm just saying. He said no special occasion head. No. Oh God. No sucky yeah, sucky for you, sir. No sucky sucky for you. Yeah, everybody, oh, knows Jesus. everybody know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. My <laughs> wife's over there giggling at me right now. She know what time it is. <laughs> he can mess around. Hey, look, he can mess around if he wants to. Guess what he ain't going to get? Oh, no. Yeah, yes, right. That's right, boo boo. Sucky sucky. That's right. <laughs> what? Wow. All right. Oh, yeah, we wow. don't play that in this household, sir. <laughs> Clearly not. Clearly not. No, so you know, it, it, it don't sound like we don't play that. It sounds like you know she don't play that. No, it sounds like we have come to an understanding. <laughs> I'm not stupid, and plus, my mom was really good at showing me what to do and what not to do. You get her a dishwasher for Christmas if you want to. Exactly. You get a dishwasher because the other one rotted because you didn't use it enough or it broke down or something. Nah, bruh. If it's Don't a birthday, a that shit anniversary, <laughs> special occasion, whatever it is, it better be whatever she wants, not what she needs. Because really, you got to provide what she needs anyway. Oh Birthdays and Christmas are extra. You better find a way, sir. You got one job. You got so, one job. So it's safe to say... And I'm not talking about your wives right now, but other you've never gotten a significant other nothing for her birthday or Christmas that you would that you should be like, you know, maybe I shouldn't have thought I should have oh, thought a little no, better no. on that. Absolutely. Um some, some some of my significant others and exes of the past, I can absolutely point out things that I shouldn't should not have given you know like what? Any fucking thing. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was going to be serious. As soon as he said, he going to say something crazy. Watch. 
<laughs> that was hilarious. Is that what you're saying? That's what I mean, it sounds like. I mean, I mean, look, you know, sometimes as a guy, you just got to accept that, you know, some investments, you know, you, you don't you don't win all. And when you date, when you're in the dating process and you date somebody and you give them stuff and the relationship don't work out. Technically, that's kind of a bad investment. You didn't get any return on that investment. Now, you might have got some short-term boost. You know, the stock might have went up for a little while. You might have started getting some some Saturday morning head out the blue or something. But at the end of the day, you ain't still with them. So, like, it's it, it's gone. So, so you're saying you wouldn't spend $100 on a pair of Uggs for your girl? That's no. not your wife? No. No, I'm saying if you did do that... And you don't end up marrying and being with that person. It's a bad investment. I so mean, it's you just like it's like playing too. the stock market on margin. It's uh, on futures, yeah. and it's just like, bro, that is risky. You don't you don't put your retirement in that. Slow so, and steady, baby. So, did you have uh, out of curiosity? Because I gotta ask, was there a budget that you had for the non-wife slash significant other that who ain't gonna be your wife? I mean, the budget was what, you know, based on my ends. Like, to be honest, like, I, I didn't stretch myself for anybody that I was. How much do you think you spent the most in one gift for a significant other that's not your wife? You too, AG. The most expensive one I, I can remember off the top of my head is, uh, is an iPhone. First generation iPhone. You bought your girl a $500 iPhone? It was $800 and yes. It was $800 first. Oh, man. First, first. What the? F- Bro. Again, like I said, man, it's just Clearly like. Clearly that investment went bad. Not really. But, I mean, okay. really, because when I think about it now at this age, honestly, I don't think any man should be out here buying women anything. Because if you're going to talk to me about. You just trying to get in my pants or you want some from me. How about we just don't buy anything for each other at all? How about that? Now, this is stupid because that'll never fly. I do want to I do want to say that before I move on. But I'm just saying, what if men just stop buying women things that if you're not wife material, you don't deserve my money. Just like if you're not if you're not, you know, marriage material, why are you all up in my panties? How come one is fair and the other one is not? Because, again, if you never sleep with a woman and she doesn't end up being your wife, that has little to do with how much money you'll spend on her. In fact, it has nothing to do with how much money you'll spend on her. Now, if she ends up being your wife, like Moby said, you got a return on your investment. But dating is experience, expensive and it's only one way. Like I said before, you dating a church girl and she's devout and she is not trying to give it up or whatever, it doesn't mean y'all ain't going to Olive Garden on your dime just means you're not getting whatever that's what that means so just a question just throw, throw it out there you know just saying but if she was but if she treated you similarly that will never that, okay? that is it'll rare never it'll never happen because never see, happen. one person is obligated to do it the other person it, I have to give you flowers because you gave me something. And it's so funny how women will talk about men. It's like, girl, he vacuumed and he thought he did something. Well, women do little things all the time. And if we don't say anything about it, the world ends. So let's put that out there first. Men are obligated to court women a certain way. 
And that way, journaling includes a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of everything that you possibly have. Your soul is depleted. Women, on the other hand, don't have to do anything but receive all the things that you do and they get really particular about it. You didn't do it this way. You didn't do it that way. Then you got to go back to the drawing board and figure out how she wants it, this and that and the other, blah, blah, blah. And then she breaks up with you and you have nothing. That's a real thing. It sounds dark. It is dark, but that's a real thing. So let's let's make sure we have this right. One gender has to do it. The other person, it's optional at best. Just saying. Okay. All right. Moby? I mean, what? What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the... I mean, like, your ends. You got your ends. What is the... Uh, what is the uh, most, I guess, if you can give us a dollar amount, you don't got to say what it is, but what's the most that you've ever spent on, uh, not on winter? Like for what? Like just a gift in general? For Christmas. For Christmas. To, your, to whatever significant other you had at the time. I think it was ballpark in it. We're about ballpark. Around twenty eight, twenty nine hundred dollars. Now, the good part about this is, I was able to recoup all of those losses. But yeah, I spent about. What did you buy for Christmas? Well, I bought a piece of jewelry and an engagement ring. Wow. But I got broke up with. Um, six days after Christmas and I I'm gonna need that back I need, need that jewelry back and she gave it to you <laughs> wow so she, hadn't got, she hadn't got the engagement ring yet oh oh okay okay I thought you gave her that okay no okay. she hadn't got the engagement ring yet but I was like yeah I'm gonna need that back just hmm. and I ate good on January 2nd bro ate good on January 2nd so I was sad, on. but I was eating good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what you were gonna do it on like New Year's or something? I hadn't really decided when I was gonna do it yet, but I decided I was gonna do it. And then she was like, "You ain't shit." Nah, it won't like that. It it, it won't a you ain't shit speech. We still it's, you, it's not it's not you as me. We speech. still good to this day. Well, I mean, technically, when you break up with somebody. It ain't you, it's them. Obviously, they they ain't what you want. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not an inaccurate statement. But nah, we were still good. Like, this wasn't a, a, a shit on that person's story. It was just... What it is. That's what happened. He was just telling you the dollar amount, but there's a context to it, so... Okay. And, and in those days, bruh... That was a lot of goddamn money. I mean, for, no, first right all, now in, that's in a lot of money. Days, though, but in those days, see more money. That, that was that was all of the money. That wasn't yeah. a lot. That was all the money. Does she know that you were going to propose to her to this day? I mean, if she, if she listens to this podcast, she knows now. I guess she'll know. <laughs> <laughs> she knows now. <laughs> wow. So that's the the first engagement you'd ever purchased. Yeah, only I've only done two. Only purchased two. <laughs> nice. Wow. I didn't know that. I mean, you know, I didn't I didn't publicize it. 
I didn't publicize it twofold. One, because like that ain't really something to publicize. And two, honestly, it wasn't like it was a bad breakup or anything. It wasn't like it was a you ain't shit breakup. It was like, hey, this ain't working for one side. And I was like, oh shit. It was I thought it was working on my end. I guess <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I guess guess we weren't on the same page there. I mean, <laughs> you feel like you avoided a bullet? A bullet? Nah. But in retrospect, I feel like it was exactly what was supposed to happen because we I don't think I don't perceive us having to work. I mean, maybe it would have worked, but the years after that, I wouldn't say I changed, but like I grew. And yeah. I don't know if I don't know if that same growth would have happened A without that experience and then B like with her. So nah, I mean, and then saying to dodge a bullet, like I feel like that's throwing like salt or shade on that person, and it ain't it has nothing to do with them. Like I don't, I think even though I wanted to be engaged and get married eventually, I'm not sure I was ready. But then again, I wasn't getting engaged. I mean, we was gonna get married tomorrow, but yeah, yeah, I don't think I was in. I don't think I was in a place to really do right by that. Okay. That's right. Moby's speaking about his feelings. Is that new? Speaking about my feelings all the time, man. I mean, you ain't never talked about nothing like this. I'm in, depth, I'm in depth like a motherfucker, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get deep all the time, baby. And there it is. <laughs> I'm super, I'm super <laughs> self-aware. Oh, God. I All right. Pl- I got plenty of feelings that ain't none of your goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate the fact that you share some of those with us. You know, Ruben, I'm so glad you opened yourself up for those things. It's always hilarious. <laughs> it's always so funny. Hey, man. You know, it's one of those things where sometimes you got to throw up the alley and hope it gets dunked on. Yeah, it always I mean, how, how, how much have you spent? Like, how much of your bread did you spend? Oh wow! Um, I mean, no, I, you, you gonna ask us two questions and then think we, you just gonna get yes, out? Yes, that was a he plan. He thinks actually. that all the time. That was, yeah. yes. that was a plan. Um, ah, I'm, I'm so I'm not, just share, man. Ain't tricking if you got I, it. That's what the song I, said. I, well, I ain't got it. <laughs> I ain't never had it. So no, I mean, I never. Did. I'm not a big Christmas person. And I don't know why. I just I'm not. Um, really? Shut up. However, I have I've had purchased jewelry before. Um for for uh past significant other. That's probably you know, as far as that. I mean I don't remember how much it was, because it's been a minute. But yeah, I mean I bought jewelry before, but I'm a, I've only bought purchased jewelry for one person. Um but yeah. Just because I'm not a Jew, like I don't, I don't wear jewelry, and I suck at choosing jewelry. I'm just not good at it. So, um, lack of experience, probably. I'm sure, I'm sure there's some woman out there right now saying practice makes perfect. <laughs> practice I was thinking perfect. the same thing. <laughs> practice makes perfect. We'll, we'll figure it out. For you. There's some woman right now that can't wait to help you out with your problem. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know. I, session, I, sir. I guess because I'm really a believer. If once I start buying jewelry for, for you, 
that means, you know, we're taking steps to, you know, like, it's not a, for me, I'm not going to buy jewelry somebody I first met. That's not happening. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm probably say I'm old school. I'm probably like a year in, maybe I'll drop some jewelry on you. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that's unreasonable. I mean, maybe in today's standards where you can't take a chick to Cheesecake Factory, that seems unreasonable. But I think by most logical people, they don't expect you to be dropping out jewelry within the first year. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's and that's a whole lot of um uh what how do I wanna say it? It's a whole lot of um Yeah, I I'm not a good I'm not a good gift purchaser for people. I'm not good at it. So I mean how you gonna judge? If you good at giving gifts, ain't it the other person's responsibility to judge whether the gift was good or not? Man, some people be like, "Oh, thank you." And they think, "Man, it's some shit." But you know, you know, you doing that because that's what you do, like <laughs> your joke gifts. <laughs> you did it again. I will, I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> I have been known to do that before, mentally. Thanks. I mean, and that's crazy because you're not even a dad yet. Like, you're not even a dad or a husband yet. Like, I feel like you you shouldn't get to the point where you, like, are mentally, like, questioning your gifts until you become, like, a dad. or Because, like, yo, dads get, like, the universal gifts. Now you get a tie, some socks, a, a random thing that you're never going to wear or use. And then when you have little kids, like, they do the cute things where they make gifts for you with art stuff and you gotta act like it's the greatest thing oh my god you put your handprint on a piece of canvas this is the greatest thing ever because it actually is I still have all those things that Kieran Cadence gave me too and I have I keep them even though I'm joking about it like those things did mean the world to me but realistically you know, those are shitty, shitty ass gifts <laughs> <laughs> you're so wrong so saying, when, when you get the ugly ass tie and the socks those are shitty gifts but you gotta be like this is great thank you because as a guy that created the whole idea it's the thought that counts because I swear to God, I ain't never heard no woman be like, it's the thought that counts. Nah, bitch, it's the gift that counts. <laughs> uh, Thank you for the intro, Moby, yet again. Yeah, I mean... That is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, like, I don't, you know, I'm just... At this point in time, man, I'm, I'm... As far as giving gifts, like, you know, I got I got nieces and nephews and grandnieces and grandnephews. You know, but they're still, some of them are still young, so, you know, they'll probably get a stuffed animal, you know? Like, because when you're one or two, I mean... Just get them boxes. They they like to play in boxes anyway. See, I ain't about to do all that. That's trifling. <laughs> I'm just saying, when you, when, when you give little kids big gifts and boxes, they end up playing in the boxes and... Yeah. After, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. And, and my brother going to laugh when I say this. I have thought about getting one of my nieces like a tiny gift and just put it in a big ass box just to and then like put a, put a whole bunch of stuff in it oh she's like 10 now just to make her go through be brilliant <laughs> yeah see like, <laughs> AG's like man that's some foul shit bro. <laughs> when you're 10 that's just just wrong man 
But I mean, when she's five, yeah, that works out. I did see an internet gift one time, and this dude, I think it was when the PS3 was out. This dude had a PS3 box and wrapped it. So when, so when the kid opened it up and all that was in the box was like a controller, but there was no game system. That was, that's called. And I was, and, and like, I'm thinking, oh, so he's gonna bring it out. And he was like, nah. Remember when I told you if your grades won't right, you won't get no. P-? I'm like, oh my god, Bro, that is uh, like guerrilla warfare right there, man. <laughs> I mean, that's just like the dad who ran over the kid's Xbox because it's because he decided to steal shit at school. I think that is a little different. You're crazy, your face. I agree with that too. I mean, because. Like, he already had the Xbox. He didn't do what he was told. The game system got run over. Okay. This is like something you didn't even have to do. You could have told the kid, well, you already did. It's that you ain't getting jacked if your grades ain't right. But you're going to take the time to buy it. Take everything out of the box except for the controller. Wrap the box. Give it to the kid. And just watch that trauma. That's just, that's hardcore. AG, AG. Yes. Five letters, baby. What? P-E-T-T-Y-T. <laughs> the petty is strong in that one, sir. <laughs> why do you have to be petty? You you were in control of the situation. You're the parent. Hey, G, I'm Happy early here. birthday, Black Winter Shadows. I'm not here for that level of petty either. I'm just not. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But if you're going to choose to be petty. You got to go big. You got to go big. You gotta go. Big. That is something that will that will come back to bite you. Maybe, maybe, and, and that's all the more reason to go big on your petty. Yeah. If you know your petty is gonna have to come back to bite you one day, you might as well get your money's worth in the petty present. <laughs> Wait a minute. The petty, <laughs> Wait a minute. The if, petty if, present. If you, if you know your future is going, if you know that future karma gonna come back to get you, you gotta revel in that petty present. It's gotta be so big that when you get your get back, you be like, "Yeah, I had that coming, but it was worth it. It was worth it." Okay, Bruh. as long as it was worth it. That's all. That's, I'm all saying. that's like all those wedding joints, man. When uh, significant other finds out that the other person been cheating, and just different ways of put it out. Like I saw one where. They had a, they had video, and right before the vert the, the vows, he had a little speech, and he says, "And let's look at the wall," and then the video of her and one of his his friends doing the nasty was up there, and he was just like, "See, this is why there will be no wedding today," and she's like, "Broke up to the flow up," and I'm gonna tell you, that's a bitch move. And the reason I'm going to say that's a bitch move, man, I ain't going to have my mama out here and have all these people show up to the wind just so I can clown a hoe. Like, no, man, I I, I ain't about to to have my family up here just so I can clown a hoe. You know, he ain't wrong about that. He ain't wrong about that part. That's good. That was good. (laughs) It depends because if your mama told you don't marry that hoe, don't do all that, and then right before you show it, you look at mom, mom, I love you and I very much apologize for not listening to you. Then you show it. You don't know Yolanda Brown because the one thing I damn sure ain't doing is I'm not about to 
justify or verify anything that she has said so she can always bring that shit up for the rest of my motherfucking life now so now every time she says something remember last time you didn't you listen to me that half was out here sucking on everybody <laughs> man we gotta get your mom on the show and you were talking about her like a dog <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hold on, that the, these are not me talking about it. This is this is straight up true. I am not about to have Yolanda Brown with more ammunition of the I told you so because because this woman is still bringing up shit that I talked about in like '97. Remember that time? I'm like, mom, that was in the sixth grade. I'm saying you should have listened to me then. Like, yo, that's talking about thirty years ago. Like, okay. so I damn sure ain't gonna give her this much ammunition. So every woman I bring to a family function for now, she can judge and then be like, was this half a gonna do the same thing the last trip did. Like, no, man. I like I mean, what he talking- point he was like. <laughs> AG, AG, she still talks about Tina, bro. You know, you know what? That's that blew my mind last week. That blew my mind last week. I don't even know who Tina is. I ain't never heard it. And the thing but was, it, high school. It, it, took, high school. it took her, it took Moby being married to Winter for her to stop doing it publicly, but she still did it on the slide. I was like, <laughs> Gotta love wow. the petty, man. Gotta love the petty. Has she, has she asked about Tina this week? Nah, nah, she don't bring Tina up like that. Well, she you, you told like us that. that. No, I, I said there was a for a, there was a long stretch of time where it didn't matter who I brought around, she would still bring up Tina. Oh, but, but you said it stopped when you got married to Winter, though, right? It did, it did. But it stopped publicly. It didn't stop though, for real, well, right? It, see, it wasn't just Tina because she she'll bring up other people. Like she'll bring up Ashley. I don't mind saying the name. Tina, she'll bring Ashley, up she bring up Ashley. Like you know, I find out when Ashley has life events going on in her life from my mom. My mom would be like, oh, did you know Ashley was pregnant again? Ashley, I did not. Thank you for informing me. <laughs> oh, Ashley got married? Oh, for real? I didn't know either. <laughs> and she, you don't talk to Ashley anymore? I'm like, yo, I do talk to Ashley from time to time, but it'd be the you know, the hey, I ain't seen you conversations or the once a year joint. Not, not even that. We t- like or, or something funny will come up and you know, we do the meme conversation where you see a funny clip, you send the funny clip, ha ha ha, thought about you, remember that time, boom, and we done. But we, we don't get into the deep. <laughs> we both married with kids. Most of our deep conversation comes from, damn, we old as fuck. All we do, all we do is talk about our kids. Yeah, that's all we do. Talk about our kids. Her tribe of boys and my tribe of girls. Like, wow. All right. Woo. This is her, gonna... her tribe a lot bigger than mine, though. Like her yeah, yeah. She yeah, got four boys. And I was going to say, you stopped it, too. Yeah, yeah. She a better person than me because I... <laughs> Nah. I mean, she's trying to get a football team, bro. Hey, look. Off, off as a line. What's going on? She, she, she one player away from having a star in five. I'm just saying she one player away from having a star in five. But, I mean, I couldn't imagine supporting more than two terrorists. That's that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, oh, oh, my, my God. So, AG, man, what's on your mind, bro? Y'all are, actually. Um... I just want at the end of the year we've done fifty two shows. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have the words, which is rare. But I will say I appreciate y'all 
Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. It's been a good year. So thank y'all. Appreciate you. We appreciate you too, AJ. Well, at least I do. I don't know about him. But thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, Moby, what's what's on your mind, sir? I mean, I have a great appreciation for everyone on this show as well. I mean, I don't know why you're gonna say I don't know about him. Like, I, I ain't speaking for you, bro. This is your show, man. You can do whatever you want, man. See, that's that's why I don't speak for you. Five minute warning. It doesn't say whatever. It with you, bro. <laughs> that is not the title. You're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make that the title so bad, but it ain't the title. I mean, when, look, when I go to Spotify, it says five minute warning, Ruben L. Brown. I mean, it, it does say that. It does say that. He is not yeah. wrong. It does say that. You know what? Now I'm going to put both of y'all out there so I can. I, I, look, I'm, I, I, look, I'm good. I'm good. I, ain't, I mean, I love this role. I ain't got no responsibility. I can say a whole bunch of reckless shit. And they mad at Ruben L. Brown, man. Not, not nah, me. they mad at Moby out. That's, That's fine. It ain't, it, ain't my, it ain't my podcast. I'm just a featured artist, baby. Like you do, <laughs> I just slid on this track, dropped the 16, and left. Like oh, that. <laughs> this dude here. Nah, I mean, what's on my mind is like I'm a um, I'm not gonna be humble for a second. Like I appreciate the fact that y'all let me come up here and just say whatever the fuck I want to say with no negative repercussions that I know about. I mean. I'm sure somebody one day is going to pull these things out and use some of my words against me. And those terrorists probably live with me. And I'm just going to be like, hey, it was a different time. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do the white, I'm a white people that thing. It was a different time. (laughs) (laughs) You got to understand times were different then. Like, you know, back in the day, you you know, you could call your kids terrorists. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, this is CPS. (laughs) (laughs) I, I've been told that you're emotionally scarring your children. Oh, we can come and man. check out the place. Well, first of all, this says it's for mature audiences. So if them little terrorists are listening, that's their fault. He's not, he's not, not wrong. To they, they were warned. Yeah, it's their fault. Hey. But no, man, you know, it was a good year, man. You know, Christmas. God, I can't believe Christmas is next week. This year. Well, you got a Christmas tree right behind you. Right. Yeah, I know. But time moved downhill, man. Like, I feel like every year gets shorter. Hell, I feel like the days are shorter. I feel like the sun go down earlier now. <laughs> it'd be like, it could, yeah, it'd be like four o'clock. And I'm like, damn, it's already getting dark. The fuck, man? It's time, <laughs> time for me to be done with work. I mean, yeah, I wish I could say that too. But the signs of getting old. <laughs> yeah, man. Like now, it'd be like nine o'clock at night, and I'd be yawning. Like, man, it's kind of getting late. You know, I'd be wanting to watch NBA basketball games. They'd be Boston. like, yeah, the game, game starts at 1130. I guess I won't be watching that one. <laughs> <laughs> what game you watch that start at 1130? All, I mean, the, West Coast, games, all the West Coast games on TNT? They, they usually start at 10 or 1030. I mean, 10, 1130 is all the same because you sleep. <laughs> you know, that shit run together, baby. <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night, be the fourth quarter, be 130 in the morning. I'm like, well, I guess it was a good game. I guess I'll see them highlights tomorrow. Nope. I don't. I don't know what any uh, NBA team looks like no more, man. I just know a couple highlights, and most of the young dudes have the same hairstyle, which kind of makes it confusing to watch because they kind of all look the same. Yeah, I'm sounding old. That's so. yeah, you sound so like an old man right now. It, it looks, Jesus, fuck it. I ain't lying. Just because <laughs> I sound old don't mean I'm lying. <laughs> but yeah, that's all that's on my mind, man. You know, it's a good year, and I'm gonna enjoy these two weeks off. 
I know Ruben's going to be miserable during these two weeks, but yeah, we're going to have two Sunday. Bro, you don't act like that. Every Sunday we don't have a show. You probably be hugged up, depressed. You probably have your microphone on talking for no reason. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Now, now. Probably look at the mirror before you go to bed on Sunday night. And as always, peace. Deuces, hair grease. <laughs> <laughs> that is so horrible. <laughs> Peace, and deuces, and hair grease. And, and then you say it all out of order. Yeah, well, I, I was assuming well, he didn't even bathroom. say hair grease. I, I, was, I, I was doing. I assume you were in the bathroom, like, giving your nightly routine. Because that's where <laughs> I was assuming you get your call from. Like, <laughs> not at all. Peace, Jesus. deuces, and hair grease. I don't. I don't tell myself peace. <laughs> Oh, shit is that? <laughs> oh man I'm not gonna see you in two seconds oh that was hilarious you're so stupid you done sure oh I'm just making sure yeah I'm good sky man see I'm sitting here I'm gonna talk about how how much I appreciate both of y'all and then this guy hold on I, I started with how much I appreciate y'all I started with that I did too. Well, I'm trying to. This guy. So, nah, man. As always, I, I do appreciate y'all because you know, without y'all, this show don't go. Um, I'm nowhere near as funny without y'all. So, I'm more of an annoyance without y'all. So, I will say this though. Um, I got a pseudo compliment the other day. Um, the first part of it was. I mean, somebody, I was at one of the places where I work, and it was like, yeah, how old are you? You're about 33? I was like, oh, bless your heart. And I was like, and then she was like, you're married? I was like, no. You give off marriage vibes. I was like, what? How do I give off marriage vibes? Because my thing is, I'm not married. Why would I give off that I'm married? Like, I'm curious why, how you give off marriage vibes, too. So... Then the person was like, well, <laughs> which was, this I'll tell you how the world is crazy. Well, because, you know, when you come in and, and talk, you know, you're, you're so nice and you don't really speak derogatory or anything like that. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, man, these kids have made a low bar in this world. Holy shit. That, that means I must not give up no marriage vibes. <laughs> and I was just like, nah, I mean, I I don't know if I appreciate that or not, but no, I'm not married, not even close. Like, it's like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I guess the other part, uh, she, I think she really wanted to say, she's like, well, you don't try to hit on me. And I'm just like, I was about to say, like, I think the only way uh, this younger generation feels like you truly give off marriage vibes. So you've been talking to me a long time, and you ain't tried to proactively put your dick in me. Yeah, I you, mean, she's, you must, she's you must married. married. <laughs> she's married. I'm just kind of like, you know, I was like, yeah, no, that's. I don't be just randomly put my dick in women, not randomly anyway. Now, whatever, but yeah, I, I, you know, I was kind of taken aback a little bit by it, but hey, you know, so I got to fix that problem because if I give off marriage vibes. That could be a reason why I'm still single. I just don't understand that. But I mean, hold on. Do you hug her? Have no. you ever hugged her? No. 
Has she ever seen you hug somebody? I mean, the side hug. Ah, uh, see, that's why you give off marriage vibes. You out here giving hoes dick-free hugs. Like, that's <laughs> that's a key indicator that you are married. Hey, man, it's like this, man. Because I'm a professional with that. Like, the whole midsection, way well, over yeah. here. Like, oh, way they, over here. Like Because when they coming in, I turn side. Because yeah, I turn to the side. What's not going to happen, that camera's here. He, nah, I ain't touching you. You know what? I mentally realize I do something. I always turn to the left. Like, I'm always trying to, like, even keep my, my wedding ring out of the hug. Like, nope. Nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear Keanu Reeves in it. Uh, <laughs> hugging people without touching them. <laughs> no, nah, man, because, you know, because it's like children, man. Because children be coming in full bore with no care. And it's just like, nah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I just, to me, it's whatever. But I was, I just, I thought about it. I was like, wow. Whatever I'm doing, I got to fix this shit. Because if I'm getting off marriage vibes, this is completely... No, no, don't fix too much because sometimes women say that and it's just because you give them a feeling of security and stable. Yeah, I was about to say, like, marriage vibes, kind of a good thing, too. So, Well, she did say somebody else looks like a creeper. And I was just like, well, no, I don't act like that. Because I never got hit on before until I put a wedding ring on. True story. I don't. I don't remember. I can't remember any time a, a woman proactively approaching me till I put on a wedding ring. Well, I mean, I couldn't tell if unless they actually said I'm hitting on you, I, I wouldn't be able to tell. Well, that's pretty much what it was. Somebody was that damn direct. I need that in my life. I need direct because this whole dropping breadcrumb shit ain't worth it. I ain't got time to decipher. Getting old, bitch. So, um, but nah, man. Nah, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate people who listen, who take the time and deal with, you know, us because. All two hours of us. Yeah, this is crazy. But I figured it's the last one. <laughs> last show, man. Yeah. Last show of the year. Season finale. Season finale. It's not a season finale. <laughs> um, I figured, I figured AG wouldn't be too mad. Nah, because it's like, it's the last show of the season. I figured it would be something like this. Uh, but. Nah, man. But serious up. I appreciate everyone. I appreciate y'all too. I appreciate the people who listen to, to us because, as another podcast said, you know this this podcast is pretty terrible. But we appreciate y'all listening. So, um, yeah, man. Twenty twenty four. We still gonna do it. Probably the same way. Maybe some changes here and there, but you know, if it ain't broke, let's keep going. So. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone Happy New Year to everyone Um, Once again The next two Sundays We will not be here But feel free to go to our YouTube catalog Or go to Wherever you get a podcast And you go ahead and um, Listen to the old stuff And if I'm correct I was told that we might get Some sort of gift by the end of the year AG Is that correct? Yes, there will be. Uh, this episode will come out Thursday or Friday, but mm-hmm. then there'll be two uh, best of. So yes, okay, two. Well, the two for each each week. We're gone. Oh shit! All right. So and there, and and Moby left us already. So he's like, I'm out this bitch. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> he 
He's like, God damn it, shut up. It's time to go. Um, but yeah, man, once again, I appreciate everybody. Have a good holiday season. We'll be back in 2024. And like always, peace, love, hair, grease, soul, and deuces. Email us at 5minutewarning19 at gmail.com. And also leave comments on Facebook and Twitch. Search 5-Minute Warning. Contact us on Twitter at AG underscore FMW podcast, at Nugeman25, at FMW2019. Contact us on Instagram, Moby 5-Minute Warning, AG underscore 5-Minute Warning, Nugeman25. You can listen to the podcast at Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of The 5-Minute Warning.